Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcasts. G'day and welcome to another edition of Thrash and Treasure, the Torture Chamber musical comedy podcast where two friends face off in a musical thrust parry and compound attack, competing to land a winning blow. I'm Gareth and joining me as always, the man who is the foil to my sabre, my co-host Aaron. How are you going, mate? Oh, hi. There you are. Looking good, mate. How are you doing? Is that an LGBT pride shirt you are wearing? It's... um. It is. It was um, the guys at Sleep Make Waves that did is... a short run when we were all arguing about whether gay people should be treated as normal people, um, and they did a. This is their. This is their sort of their logo, the band logo, and they um, they did a, a limited run of the shirt. So yeah. So I'm 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 with my um, my gay brothers and my metal metal brothers too at the same time. Well, I'm sorry, but I disagreed. No, I shouldn't be treated equally. I should be treated fucking fabulously. Thank right. you very much. Well, it's a However, yep. the irony is mm. you're wearing me on your shirt and I'm wearing yes. you on my shirt because I'm wearing my emo kid shirt. Uh, my cheer up emo, emo kid. kid. Uh, cheer up emo. No, oh, be, I can feel emo te- in tears in this, um, in this episode coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how was your week? My week was busy. I've decided to um, upgrade the Wi-Fi in my house, finally. And then I went and bought a, uh, I, I upgraded my microphone settings. So um, I've swapped my Shure SM58 workhorse for a, a Rode NT-USB. Um, I so, have no idea what any of that means, yeah, but I'm going to nod and smile okay. and yeah, just go, yep. hope that it, it's good. You sound good. Yeah, this this is actually a really nice microphone. I was really impressed. So yeah, this, okay. this is the first real run of it. So happy with that. And I learned a trick from Dr. Dre and mm-hmm. have surrounded myself partly with a few tricks from him. Moving heavy moving blankets um, because they're a sh- shit ton cheaper than uh, the dense acoustic foam that I've got on the rest of the walls. And um, if yeah. Dr. Dre can record an album in his house using um, moving blankets, then I can do a podcast in my uh, in my office so, cool well yeah. if you don't mind the smell of piss in your office then just go look for fucking old mattresses that people are throwing out and mm. staple them yeah. to your walls so i'm telling you the trick moving blankets bunnings it was like 30 30 bucks each really awesome yeah and now i'm ready to move anytime cool yeah excellent anyway speaking of moving we should move on we should. You're not going to ask me about my week. It was only my birthday. Thank you, Gareth. But oh, well, we'll move on. I want to show you what I got firstly, though, because okay. I tried to what show you the other birthday? day. I Look. wish you a happy birthday on the birthday podcast. Yeah, I know. Um, Look, it's Wally and it holds all my pencils. I'm a grown Wally? man with a shaved head and a beard and I look like a fucking thug, but I have a Wally pencil that's holder. A, that's a moustache, not a beard. I know the difference. Yeah, I have got a moustache. And I, I've, I've got the stubble. I look like Walter White Jr., Mm. Well, so says me. So, anyways, guess you, what? What? Well, it's meant to be your line, but anyway. Oh yeah, gone. we've got a guest. <laughs> what? Yeah, oh, we've no. got a guest. Uh oh, we have, an, we have another guest. Oh um, shit! Oh no! Yeah. Don't make me do <clears> this. And I shall, I shall introduce him. I hope it's no one I've reviewed so far, Gareth. I'd hate to do that to myself. <laughs> that would be, that would be terrible, especially if he was sent a copy of that show. But no, I didn't do that. Today's special guest has been called The Tempest. He's not a fighter. 
but he has been known to engage in a bit of slow violence. Once unleashed, his vocal range will soar to heights reached only by the Valkyrie. So in an attempt to beat the musical ocean rise, he has agreed to take the ascent into the madness that is thrash and treasure. Will this be the autumn of our discontent? And will we have salt rubbed in the wound? All I know is if I could send a message to my girl, it would be don't give up because we are so very excited to welcome vocal teacher, poet, and the voice of Australia's prog metal masters, Caligula's horse, Mr. Jim Gray. G'day, Jim. Hello, how's it going? Great. Happy birthday, Aaron. Oh, thank you. I wasn't fishing for that, by the way. I was just trying to make a a Gareth look like an asshole again. That's all. Well, now I look like a good guy before we start. So that works for me. I've heard of your reputation as a nice guy, but I've also (laughs) spoken to you privately, so... Therefore, I have perspective. Um, but yes, no. Welcome to the show. I'm I'm very honoured that you would you would join us. Um, Gareth has been in my shoes currently. Uh, just last week, when we had a Broadway composer on, oh fun, and Gareth had to review his music. However, we haven't had <laughs> yet had someone on whose music I have reviewed uh, in my um my own unique little way. So. Yeah, you told me you weren't very nice. I never said that. that. I never. I said Gareth said I was a terrible fucking person because of one <laughs> joke that wasn't about your band. It was about <laughs> Peter Gabriel. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, see, I'm actually more hurt by that. Yeah, well, that that <laughs> was the point. Criticism. That was the point. Anyone who mistakes Peter Gabriel, uh, Shannon Knoll for Peter Gabriel, deserves to be called a terrible fucking person. But that was oh, the Jesus joke. Christ. It had nothing to do with you guys. I was very, very complimentary on you guys' skills, as I said. But Gareth decides to make me look like an asshole. I, just, I picked up on that. Turn. Yeah. Uh, but that's the point of the show. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. Thank you for having That's me. That's all right. It was. I wish I hadn't gone early with um, with Jim's last album, and um, and we saved that one. But that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> it's it's there. Yes. Anything that you have uh, said, whatever it was, can't possibly be worse than YouTube comments that I've seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they're not uh, usually. It seems funny. that those people are just out to hurt they people. Are. No, well, uh, that's that's true. I, I don't want to yeah. hurt anyone. That's the thing. I I, I want to roast. Yes because we're in a war for one thing right this is two competing genres going at each other right but also i'm being brought into this world of music that sometimes is going to grate on my tits quite frankly sometimes it's i'm going to love it right but every time i'm always going to come in with sassy roasting jokes done with love regardless of of if i love (laughs) something or hate something because i can see the talent there Mm. or the potential beyond the genre that you're playing this feels like a disney disclaimer like this is i'm so defensive contain outdated views Uh, look in the episode we've just posted i got called a massive prick by the guest so i'm I'm currently my defenses are are right up right now and i've just walked myself into this situation uh yes so anyways Mm. i'll let you guys (laughs) talk i'll shut up (laughs) no no because we're gonna well actually i want to i've got a i've got a, a short review the album that you gave me, which was, and I'm going to have to read yes, it. I because... gave you both a musical this week. Yes. W- I also have prepared a special. <laughs> uh, I cannot. Through, through your lawyers. This. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, um, that'd be two weeks in a row. Someone's threatened me with their lawyers. Shit. Uh, it happens a lot. Um, so I got 
Well, we, we got collectively the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. You did. My great friend. Um, what did you think? Who Spelling I've never met. To us. Mr. William Finn, um, yes. who I call Billy Finn because, you know, we're close like that. Yeah. And the first words I wrote was, Ugh, this is so William Finn. I'll make <laughs> Billy strikes again. It was, he has got, there is a style. Oh, everyone's got a style. He has got a, a style all his own. Mm-hmm. And this one was absolutely dripping in it. And it came as no surprise to me that it's won a shit ton of awards. And mm-hmm. um, it was voted this, that, and the other thing. So, because clearly I have no idea. He's, he's an evil genius because he put a bunch of songs in called Goodbye. And I thought six songs in, yep, show's <laughs> over. All right. Uh, no, nope. no, there's another one. So he keeps, he keeps through it. Look, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a mix of seemingly saccharine sweet story about a spelling bee. It's such an odd thing to talk about. And there's, and it's, it's kind of funny and sad. Like the sad bit, my friend, the dictionary is a little girl and she saved a seat for a dad and it hits you in the, you know, cause you know, mum's mum's away somewhere in, India just you know dipping herself in the Ganges and um, dad's just doesn't turn up ever mm-hmm. so that was kind of sad and then in an attempt to rhyme with Christina Ricci she pronounced Nietzsche as Nietzsche and I'm done that's it you don't do you can't just change someone's oh, name to make it no I'm have sorry you heard of, some of the of abominations to I'm the done. English language that have I'm come done. out of the music you've given me. Don't give not, me that nonsense. Move it is on. Not Nietzsche. Grow it up. It's not Nietzsche. Go I could nil point. It is not Nietzsche. You can't. Anyway. Um, She's 12. Okay. And here's the thing. Yep, She's sorry. 12. There's a You're bunch wrong. of 12 year olds. <laughs> so now right in the middle of it, Billy Finn being Billy Finn, he chucks in a song about an erection. <laughs> This is the unfortunate erection. That is probably the most uncomfortable I've been listening to of musical. They are played by adults. You realize it's a, it's it's a rather dirty show all the way through. Like it's quite the thing. And I heard that there's like a, there's like a A uh, plus version of this. And I'm thinking it's even ruder, (laughs) which is all wrong because we're talking about 12 year old kids spelling, you know, words. So, and it's well, okay. Anyway, I didn't like it. You have, the, the whole schoolgirl image in fucking porn. Don't give me that nonsense. Like that's that's. But Britney this Spears. isn't that's porn. This thing. is comedy. Okay. Yeah. I, I, there is I a difference there. I didn't find it. I didn't find it funny. I is don't it get. <laughs> I I don't get William Finn at all. And um. Well, he's very esoteric. Yeah. I I don't get it anyway. You, you need I, a certain level of intelligence gets, he, to understand on, him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have that intelligence. He gets one Sorry, star. I'm, from I'm me. kidding. I'm I'm kidding. No. Oh. no, he gets one star, honestly. And oh, this I is want... a, a, a adorable little show. It's one it's act. Not, it's not. It's like two. Funny and it's clever know. and it's is it it's though? Smart. Okay. Yeah, That's, and well... it, it plays off all these cliches in the spelling bee world. Yeah, I see, saw it in um. When people ask me to spell things, it just it just puts me under pressure. I think that's what I've got spell checked for. Anyway, I would like to know what our guest thought. Yes, me too, because I'm I'm very very interested after what I know about Jim that Gareth doesn't actually know. Yeah, listen, I don't know if you do want to know to be honest. Uh, <laughs> a quick capsule review. Didn't like it. 
Yeah. Uh, but I have prepared an official statement before I resign as Premier. Um, Premier of New South Wales, obviously, because yes. Anastasia Palaszczuk over here is a fucking mad dog. Yeah, we need to uh, keep her. And Gladys Berejiklian can go get fucked. I don't know who um, any of right. these people are, but a dollar in the jar. Let's just assume that, um, you know, yeah. that, you know, I'm very smart and politically uh, minded. Mm. Let's let's go with that. Uh, before I start, for for Gareth mostly, oh. before I start, you should know I'm not coming into this entirely blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have something of an amateur history with music theatre. So, you know, like Mm -hmm. the the classic basic high school musicals, you know, even some university stuff, you know, your little medley review things. And what would your favourite musical be? You know, when they've got like an extremely... Sorry. you know, you know when they do those things where it's like an extremely weak attempt at a plot that does its best to kind of tie together entirely unrelated tunes. I've done a couple of them. <laughs> I love those. Uh, ones. Favorite musical was it? Yes, Aaron. Yes, and by yeah, whom? probably the last the last five years. The last five years by by the guy whose name escapes me right. Jason. He's got three names. Robert Brown. Robert Brown, who wrote yeah. the Fantastic Thirteen. Oh shit! Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> yeah. It's real good because to me, it's sort of like, uh, you know, breaks from a mold of stuff. It's got its own unique sound. It's a cast of two. It's doing weird stuff. And you know, I love weird yeah, stuff. It's, it's a pop album. It reads as a pop album. I wouldn't say that so much, but I mean, like definitely, you know, in some parts, but I think still, even yeah. so, maybe that's what appeals to Very me. Very depressing. Is that what appeals to you? Oh yeah. It's I love so it. so depressing. Yeah, no, definitely. Was, I don't know. Was you should go good. back and listen to Arcane's album "Known Learned" and talk to me about depressing. Um, oh, that's, that's an album I released a while ago. Yes. Uh, okay. I'll nod and smile. Right. So, um, <laughs> my my problem my problem with with uh, this thing, <laughs> it's not that it's musical theatre. Obviously, far from it. Uh, my problem with it primarily is that it's a trash idea. Um, a pr- pile of hot garbage is what i have written here uh it's meant as an attempt at comedy sure but unless it was intended as a parody of how stupid music theater can be and i fucking hope so uh i've definitely wasted a chunk of my life listening to it welcome to my world those are those are precious moments with my newborn daughter that are gone Uh, no no, don't say that because then i will (laughs) feel awful the, the point of this show is schadenfreude, but no, you can't play that card on me. That's... She started smiling. Oh, no, adorable. You know, she started smiling at us when we oh, see no. her and stuff. No. You know, but w- what do I know? I was off <laughs> listening to this fucking piece of shit. So musically speaking, uh, all the melodies are really like, they're so predictable in terms of cliche music theater that I, I sat there feeling like fucking Cassandra, seeing everything before it happened like it was woven into fate. At one point, I shut my eyes in case I accidentally saw my own death. Uh, that's, I, have, I wrote that this morning before <laughs> coffee, by the way. Oh, was um, that a joke? Uh, right, quick. It was a funny yeah. joke, too. Oh, okay. ask, ask your listeners. Uh, quick side note. Okay. Quick yeah. side note before I continue here uh, that I think is, is relevant to, to what you said before. Uh, comedy... And hear me out. Yeah. By definition, needs to be funny. Oh right? yeah. And, and this is amazing. Like how they managed to make penises not funny yeah. must have actually taken effort. Dicks are like free laughs. Mm. So I don't know how they did that. Also, just just a point that like let's give the nerd kids lists. That's hilarious. Mm. And in no way a horrifically tired cliche. That, yeah. That, uh, but remember, this was twenty years ago, nearly. 
so was it really yeah 2005 so we're getting there fuck was that nearly 20 years oh yeah man, don't say that. so that's fucked up <laughs> stereotypes and cliches were more predominant back then because they sure so were. still shit that, um, um here's a thought that i had mid listen yeah. uh I would love to have been a fly on the wall at the pitch for this thing. Uh, <laughs> because it's so clearly such an arbitrary filling of the silence created by high school musical directors realizing that they just can't get away with putting grease on again in today's political climate. Uh, like somehow it got past them. The grease was entirely founded on teenage sex. But now that that bombshell has been oh. dropped, there's now a gaping hole, if you will. Pun intended. Indeed, always in the world of acceptable teenage school musicals. Musically, it also suffers from what I personally despise the most mm -hmm. when it comes to modern music theater, which is that obnoxious musical and performative earnestness oh. that kicks me directly in the cringe button. You, you can- Saccharine. I mean, you could probably argue it's saccharine. Oh yeah, exactly I think it, it, it's meant to deliberately be saccharine because they're adults. Yeah, but even so, uh, you know, think, things of course being subjective uh when i hear that it's like it's it's immediate cringe for me yeah. uh and I, I feel that with a lot of music theater actually i mean it's and it's probably all just my stuff like i'm far too cynical for this shit yeah. you know like we're in an era of dark memes and like an awesome movement into absurdist satire and the entire world going to fuck before our very eyes so I, I, you may, maybe I don't, I, I, there's no place in it for singing brightly about exactly what you mean, you know, with no layer of metaphor or anything. I mean, like I'm sitting there going, kill me. Please be satire. Uh, oh, I, I wrote another note here. So this is another quick yeah. side note. Uh, <laughs> once I hit the song Pandemonium, oh. uh, I had a cheeky scroll down the rest of the album playlist on Spotify. Uh, to see how much more I had to put up with. And uh, I literally voiced the words, oh Christ, uh, and how much was left. So if it means anything, the musical invoked an exclamatory prayer from an atheist. So that, that's how extreme this thing was. Welcome to the church. This is Yeah, yeah. so f forget literally everything I just said. I was grumpy when I wrote this, and I'm clearly <laughs> exaggerating for the sake of fun hyperbole. But mm. yeah, but in, in genuine honesty, I think my biggest problem with it is sort of the arbitrary nature of it. Like it really bugs me. Yeah. You know, is it like set aside how extremely sensitive my cringe, cringe filter is. Mm. Like if, if you, if you took the music of the whole thing and applied a different concept over it, I, I'd likely have a very different kind of attitude. I mean, pref preferably something that had a point that would be good. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, like, again, I didn't really have that much problem with the music. It's pretty cool uh, other than it's, you know, bright earnestness, which just does nothing for me, but you know, put a concept on it, do something that isn't fucking just for no reason. <laughs> At the time it was, wow, that's a really clever concept for a musical. Right. And t nearly yeah. 20 years later, it's put a fucking concept on it. <laughs> I, I have to say though, like this is four years after September 11th. Like what, yeah. what were they doing? What were they doing? Trying to cheer people out. That's <laughs> well, fucking fair enough. But yeah, those are my thoughts and I'm done now. And I'm sorry. And of course I resign. Fantastic. <laughs> after after the rant that, that we got last week from Andrew Lipper, that yeah. was brilliant. So, yeah. yes. Oh, bravo, Jim. Well, um, what a shame you. <laughs> you didn't like it. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> so unexpected. But no, I do feel awful for you playing that card. Like, that's not fair. Uh, I actually 
But I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's not like I'm standing over here going like, it's not fucking metal enough, you know? Cause like, I, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't listen to metal primarily. Like I, yeah. like I listen to a lot of kind of, you know, ambient cinematic kind of quiet stuff. Lots of female fronted sort of songwriters, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's too bright, too happy, too much for sad boy Jim. Oh. Well, hang on. Let me let me expose my cheer up emo kid t-shirt for you. Oh, thank there you. No, that that made I a difference. I did put it on just you. for you. And the mood lift. No, I'm I'm teasing. Hmm. But yeah, no. Look, I I actually, as I say, at the time it was that was the reaction. It was well, you know that what a clever concept. Why hadn't anyone thought of this before? And um. Because as it turns out, it's a bit. Well, that's yeah. not. Not every idea is a good one. Yeah, it's not because it's yeah. it, there's a whole audience interactive portion where you've got members of the audience that are up on the stage being part of it. Oh no, right. no, no, no! And that's, that's where pandemonium awkward. happens because the audience members are given words like dinosaur or apple. They're given really easy words, mm. and so the characters are all like, "Screw this!" Like life's pandemonium because of it or whatever so they sort of have their freak out um if i wanted cirque du soleil i'd go to cirque du soleil and i and i oh, wouldn't i have a couple of times and they're amazing you know what fun fact i actually trained juggling with one of the cirque du soleil jugglers hey. and how, how how are you at juggling now oh no i still can i still can my my throwing oh, really? and, and catching is, is spot on that's but... a very impressive skill yeah cannot do that yeah no i um we did a whole backstage tour and because i had excelled at juggling the, the teacher said go out on the in the middle of the the ring and yeah i, I got to you were the favorite oh you got to shine shut up shut up i have to say audience participation yeah. makes me die inside. yeah no yeah. i might have yeah me too me too i don't like it i don't like it. even performing i don't like interacting with the audience either especially when your fucking family come and they come up to you and they're like, Oh, Aaron, look at you. Aren't you adorable? And you cut you want to go fuck off. Will you? I'm in fucking character right now. Go away. But they don't. I feel like they it's, don't. It's very they different. They stand there and they look at you like you're a fucking idiot. It's standing yeah. ovations, oh, you know, yeah, no. we love you. Oh. Yeah. Like my, 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 my experience has been very different, obviously. Cause you know, you're not in, in character so much. I mean, I can't, I kind of am cause you're still performing and putting on mm -hmm. a show and whatever. But like, you know, I'll, I'll throw stuff out to the audience to sing and stuff. I, you know, the only people that come up on stage are crowd surfing and then I throw them straight yeah. back. Uh, you know, but, but there have been times where, you know, I've got mates in the audience. Like we we're in Norway um, playing in Oslo and uh, a friend of mine from uni who, who lives over there, she is Norwegian, uh, was there in the front row. And I looked down at one point and it's like, I don't think she expected that the show would be packed and that people would know all the words <laughs> and, it, it, it would, you know, I think she'd be going to like a mate's gig and like, whatever. Yeah. And, and I looked down like towards the end of the set and I'm, I'm delivering the spoken word piece, um, inertia and the weapon of the wall. Hmm. And she's crying and I had to look away because I immediately choked up. Like it, it just got me oh. really, like it, it hit me really yeah. hard. So that that's probably the only equivalent I have yeah. there. Oh really? My, my first public performance in, in a music or review or anything was a <clears throat> musical number from Cats. So we were all dressed up as cats and we started off in the audience where we had to be crawling around and, and all that. And the audience would come Jesus in. Christ. Yeah, I know. I was 10 years old and just fucking kill me now. Seriously, <laughs> I've been trying to get that memory out of my head for so long. But um, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. It is. That's yeah. That was my first. But my first professional production was 100% 
audience interaction the whole time. And yeah, that was intense. And as I say, it was professional. So it wasn't amateur theater. We couldn't just play <laughs> a character at any moment like the other uh, ensemble did. Nice flex, by the way. Yeah. It was like, you know, I was 10 professional theater. Thanks very much. No, I wasn't 10 when I did that. I was I think, 14 or 15. Oh, even so. so it, wasn't, it wasn't that long later. It was only a few years after starting doing theatre. I don't mean to brag or anything. Point is, yeah. But I mean, that not that the sort of the point in your life where you're like, I don't want to be in front of anyone. Nobody look at me. I'm hideous. Get away from me. Or is that just yeah. me being um, precious? That's just you. Yeah. Damn no, it. I've, I'm, I'm like that now. I'm like that now because that's why I'm, I've got a podcast and not a YouTube show. Yeah. I was in my bedroom learning smoke on the water. So I think at, the, at that time. That's fucking sick. That's what they all yeah. said. Way cooler than me. <laughs> I was also doing musicals, but they were school musicals and in no way professional. Mm. We should move on. Really? Well, obviously yes. you didn't enjoy the 25th annual Putnam no. County Spelling Bee. No, I mean, hyperbole aside, there are obviously, there's merit to it. Like, it's, yeah. it's musically great. It's been really well put together. The performances are fucking out of this world. All of that stuff just doesn't ring my bell. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, for fans of the um, Fantastic Beasts movie, Jacob Kowalski, Dan Fogler, or whatever his name is, he mm. was um, Magic Fruit, that guy, William Barfy. Oh, magic, the Magic Foot. Yeah. Okay. And Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I said move on, but I actually want to come back to Magic Foot. Is he talking about like a rabbit's foot? Is that his lucky foot? No, he no, he's writing the the words with his foot uh, yeah. on the ground well, before he spells well. them out. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's his magic foot. Yeah, because oh. I thought he's literally talking about writing with his foot, but is it a metaphor for a you know a magic foot, which is your rabbit's foot? You know, your good luck charm. No, okay, no, no metaphor. Just right. one one last. Julie Andrews um, no was shit. audience participation one one um show mm. and she misspelled supercalifragilisticexpialidocious oh was that the sign of like the How? first signs of dementia or something like How atrocious no it's the first sign of the apocalypse what are you talking about <laughs> mary poppins forget supercalifragilisticexpialidocious exactly like uh, the world will end anytime soon mm. anyways anyway let's move on we should we mm. should move on summer winter spring or fall the first ever musical theater sitcom where you go behind the scenes of the latest west end show the fossey forest ballet where's the important stuff aha a thousand pound a week ensemble rate ah that's what mamma mia likes starring philip joel and a west end cast featuring carrie alice dara denny louise demon and oliver savile and more it all started in 1987 when I was a jobbing actress working in a diner. Yeah, it's just I, I had a really bad experience when I was touring Australia with a wombat. <gasps> Darling! How long have I been mentoring you? Three months? Two years. So, her name is Henrietta. The horse. Yes. I've managed to secure you an audition for the biggest, most innovative, and the latest show to be going into the West End. Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. Think more along the lines of Pant. Frozen. 
much of this episode for the price of a coffee. Simply go to www.thefussyforestbelly.com. Any and all profits go back to theater charities, acting for others, and the theater's trust. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll see a grown man in sparkly tights. Tight nights. Nice tights. Um, because I want to know, because the next one was, yes, there was a couple thrown up and I, this was <laughs> Jim's first one. And then the second one, and when he threw me the second one, I kind of thought maybe we should do that, but I'm actually keeping that one, <laughs> that one for later. Um, because there's different ways of, of <laughs> challenging people and it doesn't just have to be heavy as shit. I thought, Jim, tell, tell, tell us what you gave Aaron. Yeah, the album Destria by Agent Fresco. Yes. Um, mostly because I feel like there is some some crossover there mm. and there is some challenging stuff because they are, of course, a band that have their own entirely unique sound. Like, it, mm. And that's that's one thing that I really cherish when it comes to progressive music. Obviously, bands that, that don't just like, you know, pushing the genre along, which is cool. Mm. But bands that sort of go on an adventure and have a totally identifiable sound. I think Gojira is one of those bands. I think that Agent Fresco is leprous. Um, you know, mm. the, all these guys, but particularly because it was also a really big influence on me when that album came out. There was a lot of change in my vocal approach mm. after hearing Arnor sing on that album. It's just like, I felt a lot more free to utilize parts of my voice that I really love to use, but hadn't used in, in the prog metal context. So mm. yeah, that's why I love it right. because I love it and I want to hear it roasted. That's, <laughs> that's why. How good. Well, would you like to hear my review? Yes. Please. Are you sure? Oh, we could skip it. That's fine. Back off. No, I mean, I'm, I'm two coffees deep now. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm one coffee deep, but I had pizza. Mm. Oh, okay. Anyway. Anyways. What did you think? When I first saw the cover of... Uh, sorry. I've, yes. I've... Wrong review. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Sorry, that's that's of Cannibal Corpse. That's uh... oh, that's next week. When I first saw the length of this 2015 album at 51 minutes and 11 seconds long, I sighed and shrugged, then pressed play on the Spotify Walkman and was met with a ponderous vibe that had me chilled until the industrial sound escalated via cascading drums, which took it into a moody yet melodic realm that highlighted the drummer's clear set of insane skills. The lead singer's smooth yet concretus, is that a word? Smooth yet fossilized vocals bring an angst riddled anxiety to proceedings, which I found to be some of the more appealing vocals throughout this experiment we have called a podcast. I could easily hear the singer segue through genres without a great deal of effort, although maybe not reggae as he does sound like a total nerd. But I could be wrong. I'm not wrong. Anyways, as the album progressed, I found a fair bit that appealed to me, which accentuated there is a clearly talented, well-oiled machine at play here. And you'd think I'd be tired of playing with well-oiled machines by now, but you'd be wrong. There it is. You haven't met my new air fryer yet. Mm. <laughs> Where was I? All right unprecedentedly having compared some of their past and present works i can see the band has aged with a fine wine w h i n e oh 
As they've grown up and possibly chilled out, so has their music. But I must say, I preferred what I heard this time around, if only for the up-tempo tracks which exude a more youthful exuberance delivered through a mix of their signature mid-tempo oeuvre, or whatever the fucking word that is. <laughs> you wrote it. <laughs> which is a vibe I often struggle with no matter what genre I'm listening to. So, long story long, I award three and a half stars wow. to Bloom by Caligula's Horse. Who's the destroyer <laughs> now, oh, bitch? That's oh. funny. Oh. Drop oh. the fucking mic. Oh. Did you think you could do that to me? I wow. was the one that told you to invite him on. You, My goodness you gracious me. You did bloom. Wow. And, and. I, I like that album 2015, too. Yeah. both albums, both albums 51 minutes and fucking 11 seconds long. What the fuck? How the That's hell it. did that yeah. happen? Mm. So if you thought I was going to not notice that and go, hmm, I'm going to totally fuck them both up right now. As if, bitches, so listen, this is war. I, I, I'm going to say that you are literally yep. the only person in the world who's noticed that. Uh, <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> hey, at least I pay attention to your music. Sorry, no, I'm teasing. A lot of people Thank do. And I, I, I expressed it on the show last time that I was, I was very proud to see an Australian band doing so well. So mm. um, I wasn't going to pass up this opportunity to check out more of your music. And I must admit, I did prefer this album over Rise Radiant. Um, wow. It's, what, it's very You preferred you prefer Bloom, yeah. There was some, there's, okay. some, there's some, there was a lot more, as I say, it was a little bit more up-tempo. I'm a very excitable guy. I have a lot of energy. <laughs> so sort of mid-tempo stuff to me, I get quite antsy and I need to, to get up a little bit this is part of the reason why i don't like ballads because i just i, I just fucking hurry up already um but no i, I quite enjoy feel it. something for a minute please feel some I, oh, trust me you you haven't been gareth in the past couple of months oh. man shit um yeah no i i, I did quite wow. enjoy it. however i did write some notes on um <laughs> i wrote um hang on let me read it from the other direction um, oh. I, I liked the almost chorale quality to to the guy's voice. I liked the song "How" and and Destria, which is a warhorse. So perfect. Sure is for, for okay. this show. Um, the, I found the drums to be almost Sondheim esque. Were they in three time or something? I don't know. They they didn't seem to be in four time. Um, they were quite. There's a, a lot of toys going on there. Yeah, I mean, their their drummer, um, whose name escapes me right now, which is embarrassing, um, is is a real phenomenon. Like that, he's a real highlight of the band. It kind of drives a lot of um, the the energy and vibe behind yeah. everything. Um, well, I I did find them a little bit erratic, which mm -hmm. for me, okay, that's fine, but repetitive. Oh. Sometimes over tracks. Sometimes the what I was hearing felt too much like other tracks before as opposed to bloom which i felt like all those tracks did kind of stand out on their own um, mm. a lot more so in that sense it was a little bit annoying but i found the whole sound the whole vibe to the album was something that i would hear at a gay spa on goth <laughs> night wow on goth night yeah because they don't know what goths want to play so they would put on something that they think is, <laughs> so is you know what i mean like a bit of Icelandic. Trying, used goths. They're, they're trying at least 
So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would have given that probably about two and a half, three stars. But no, I I, I quite enjoyed Bloom. Mm. I quite enjoyed I Bloom. Like nice. I like Bloom. Bloom was my first yeah. Caligula's horse album. You, um, you weren't? And I, think, I think that's pretty common. Yeah. And I think Marigold was my, my first, the first song I heard ever from you guys. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. Good stuff. Not sure Rory. why. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because I think, was Dragonfly the first? What was the first single off that album? It, it was it Marigold. Was Marigold. Well, yeah. that's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of clues in there. Well, yeah. A oh, well, it, it was, that was a bit, mm, anyway. But I, 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 I played look, it. I love, I love both. I love both so albums. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I had to. And do I it. think you Destry do that can, to me. You, you kind of you, you can <laughs> you immerse yourself in this album, and it just kind of but it, yeah, it's, it's very atmospheric. Washes yeah. over you, and you just get yeah, ambient. It just yeah. kind of floats you away. Yeah, I, I feel like the difference between like songs like uh, Dark Water, where it's it's quite driving and kind, of, and also Sea Hell with this really strong uh, rhythmic sort of mm. stuff, and then you take it into uh, something like Bemoan, which is really highlighting the kind of sobby high falsetto of Arnold Dan, and and just just really leaning into that. And mm. I, I I just love that variety, and the mood. It's the mood of the, it's it's interesting when I I chuck this on, and my girlfriend turns around and goes. What's that? I said, oh, it's what we're what we're listening to, and she and she actually she thought just as a casual listen, she thought it was actually um, that was you singing, Jim. So, um, but, uh-huh, but I, right. but I said, nice. I, I said, yeah, there's similarities there, and I said, it's strangely enough, this is that's what yeah. Jim chose. So, yeah, but there's um, there definitely is, and I was yeah. gonna and I was gonna ask you this on on this one, and I was gonna say which came first, but they obviously both came at the same time. The chicken. So. Um, it's hard to say. Like my memory is is a is is just full of holes. It's it's terrible. I don't remember anything. Do you want me to look up while you still? Well, I mean, I, I do remember that we were doing a photo shoot, and I think it was for some Rivers End stuff uh, when we were listening to Agent Fresco, and it was just on in the background, and I hadn't heard it before. So, oh. I reckon it was before Bloom, or at least during when we were writing it. Yeah. But it wasn't until I think in contact until I really sort of toyed with those falsettos and stuff. Yeah. That, um, yeah. You know. Mm. Because it's so fun and it's such a nice thing to listen to. <laughs> if you can do it. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, for now, yeah. for now, I can. Yeah. As I'm getting older, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to for much longer. Are you, do you still do training? Uh, well, I'm, uh, you know, like regularly rehearsing and, and exercising every day. Uh, I, di- I didn't like. I, I I lost my voice last year mm. um, across 2020 through through just just misuse and and not singing anymore and and being deeply deeply depressed. Yep. Uh, after mm-hmm. cancelling heaps of international tours, um, and uh, yeah. I ended up having to get uh, injections in my vocal cords a couple of months ago. Um, some like cortical steroid stuff, okay. and uh, the recovery's been pretty long from that. But I'm starting to get it all back now. But I, I think overall, I've lost about a tone from my highest sort of falsetto, which is a bit sad. But mm-hmm. yeah, bringing it down, bringing the whole yes. mood down. Wow, with this, uh, well, there goes. Debbie Downer. Uh, well, Gareth Priest cover. You know, you won't be covering them anymore. Um, shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as as I told you on, as I told you on Facebook in a couple of episodes, I'm going to say that um, I'm going to talk about you and say that if Jim Gray was to get professional training, <laughs> classical like tra- classical training, you could kick ass at musical theatre. 
and Gareth starts going, oh, bloody, he doesn't, but listening to that, when you don't look after your voice, what happens? You fuck it up. You do. I do so, have classical training, you. though. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I sang, in, I sang in, in fucking church choirs since I was like nine years old. And then went to university for classical voice and then uh, and then jazz voice. Then I've been singing in bands since I was 18. So, Excellent. Yeah. Good. Which is, which Good. Is, now, see, I didn't know that when I suggested I was, it. Right? I was but offended I can... on Jim's behalf. No, you didn't know that because you didn't even know he did fucking <laughs> well, musical, musical theatre. Okay. I found yeah. it. But no, I think there, there are a lot of parts in musical theatre that I think you could play. Uh, one of them is, funnily enough, in a William Ooh. Finn musical called Falsettos, you would make an excellent Marvin in that. Except so Marvin's a dick. Love... No, Marvin's a dick in In Trousers and through some of March of Falsettos, but he does kind of learn his lesson. Mm. All right. No, I can, it's I can the whole story it's like being my told. Whole, my whole self. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it as a compliment. Have, Gareth yeah. has a problem with characters who are dicks because he doesn't relate That's to them. <laughs> and I don't yeah, know why, because he can be such a fucking dick, dick sometimes. Yeah. So anyways, anyway, no, he can't be. I'm, I'm teasing. Anyway. So, I'm teasing. so you gave, okay. you, you gave Bloom three and a half stars and yeah. what, what does Agent Fresco get? It would have been a four, but you played that card and I started feeling awful. What, what card? The, the, I, you took time away from spending with my beautiful oh, baby daughter. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, that's not it's fair. It's a half a star revenge. That's not fair. But but while you were doing that, I knew I knew all along that I had reviewed your album. So oh. I thought, hmm, he thinks he's playing me right now. Oh. Bitches, what show are you on? Really? Yes. This is the power of the reviewer. This is what yes. this is what you hold. This is you know, this is the you're in control of the, of the zeitgeist. It's a uh, team musical. This is, why, this is why I, this is literally why I write reviews. So, <laughs> anyway, it's, um, to punish the wicked. Yes. Another, another punish, point on, on yeah. Destria no. just quickly. Um, yeah, yeah, go anything. I think for, for me again, and this, this, this is my stuff because not a lot of people sort of focus on this kind of stuff, but lyrics are like an immense focus of mine. I spend, a huge amount of time trying to perfect lyrics and sort of, you know, capture a style and do all of that. And I mm -hmm. think that on Destria, there's some just some beautiful moments. Like uh, I think Sea mm. Hell is inspired by uh, Arnold. The singer was attacked um, uh, on the street like, and injured quite badly. And uh, I think it's kind of exploring, this is as far as I know. Uh, I think it's exploring, you know, the idea of, uh, vengeance and like the, the you know do I sort of go and and be violent myself and sort of you know try and and feed that anger and put that violence somewhere or or can I sort of find a, a peace in it and whatever else you know my hands reaching for hell I think is the the theme of it mm. you know and not being able to escape that that thing that violence that's in you that's been put in you by someone else so I I love that song for for many reasons but the the lyrics in particular I'm down with that. I like lyrics. Um, I didn't. I paid more attention to the music yeah. this time, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, no, no, very, very common. But yeah. uh, it's it's a passion yeah. of mine, so I, I really mm. pay attention to it. But to be fair, I this is my seventh recording in ten days. Yeah, something like that. Um, and I've been editing lots, so I have so many voices going through my head. <laughs> 
uh, that I really did just focus on the music more. However, with with Bloom, I did focus on your vocals and where I could hear the potential in things. I'd like to to see you do Sweeney Todd. In fact, I want to direct you in Sweeney Todd. I'm going to put that out there in the universe. I'm not the world's biggest Sondheim fan, if I'm being honest. Okay, well, it won't be Sweeney Todd. (laughs) Um, It will be something else. It will be falsettos because I love my my Billy Finn. Why not? and um, our first guest was one of the original council members, so that's a yeah. uh, good flex a thing. Nice flex, yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. So, we, we we only have the best on this show. We don't have. So amateurs. I told I told her what um, I thought of it, and she told me why I was wrong. So um, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Um, G'day listeners, Aaron here. While me and Gareth are taking a break, I thought now would be a great time to spill my guts. Well, not my guts. The fully fabulous Kristen Johnston's, whose hilarious yet harrowing memoir, Guts, details her rollercoaster ride through all the excesses of Hollywood and the toll it can take on even the fiercest of bitches. Keijo has shed all pretense by opening up her heart and soul in this gripping tale which will leave readers reaffirmed of their own inner strength and ability to kick some ass in this world. You may know her as Sally Solomon, or as Joan Collins's bedrockian daughter, but once you've dived into Kristen's guts, you'll come to know that she's nothing short of a warrior. Available now where all good books are sold, grab your copy of Guts today. Questions, interviews. We should we should move on. You said it's been a good year, but it hasn't. It's been a fucking terrible year. Twenty twenty, Jim was a wife. You know that was forget it. Um, yeah. And when I was, and I go back to I was I was chatting to um, your guitarist Sam Vallon on the release of Rise Radiant, and it was like, yeah, we're putting this out, and we know we're not going anywhere, so it's kind of weird. Um, so twenty twenty was a write off, and now twenty twenty one's kind of looking the same way and i know you guys have uh, just had to again cancel a bunch of um us dates so yeah it was it was the uh, same really? dates i mean it was just that we'd postponed them yeah technically the first time and now we're just going look it's been long enough we're just going to refund everybody and then we'll book more dates in the mm. future kind of thing so it was just confirming that what? uh reschedule <clears throat> right it was canceled. Yeah. okay so confirming what we already knew so um yeah and you did say that you've um, had some trouble with your voice and whatever. Have you, I don't know what it's like in, in Queensland at the moment. In WA, we've, we've got local gigs happening. I'm going to one tonight. Um, have are, are you guys, have you thought about like blowing the dust off and, and doing a couple of um, local local gigs? Yeah, we, we do have some stuff in the okay. works. Um, I don't know when this is airing, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But yeah. We... <laughs> um, in 12 oh, days, okay. I think. Yeah, I still don't know uh but uh yeah no like we do, we do have some plans for some stuff the problem is that there is some and i don't know if it's, it's the same because i don't know if it's controlled by the states or the federal government but there's some like rank hypocrisy when it comes to numbers yep. and people that are allowed into venues and doing stuff when it comes you know like you go to the footy and it's like tens of thousands of people and then it's like you know my progressive metal show is going to pull four to six hundred people yep. like man just you know, it, it's obnoxious. And I know that it's not the same because people are really close in, indoors and stuff. But at the same time, if we've had zero community transmission mm. 
and you're putting people into a football uh, stadium, like you're ruining people's livelihoods by preventing something else. I mean, yep. the amount of like production costs that we have for every show, especially if we're going into state for travel costs as well, mm. is not going to be covered by be putting 200 people in a room. Yeah. It means that like yeah. putting on a show is literally pointless because we, we can't cover costs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, that that's a big problem mm. um, for us as well. And, and also, you know, we, we do have our sites set internationally because you got to keep moving forward. You got to plan this stuff quite um, far mm. ahead. But unfortunately, we were relying on uh, an LNP government pulling their fucking finger oh. out and actually doing something. And unfortunately, they've bungled the fucking vaccine mm -hmm. thing so much that we may actually have to cancel other proposed plans because we may not have our vaccines yeah. yep. uh, before yep. then. So, yeah, we, we're sort of stuck a little bit, but we are trying to stay a little bit more positive this year because otherwise I'll die. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> on. Uh, um, on the on the bright side, and this is something that's stuck with me because I saw you guys play. The last time I saw you play was you you went out with um, Sleep Makes Waves, and I saw you at Bad, Badlands yeah. in Perth, which was a great gig. And you rocked up <laughs> almost clean shaven with oh, the, the most ridiculous fuck. fucking mustache. <laughs> and I was looking back because I reviewed. Oh my god! I, I have to say, go to, go where to, is it? It's, it's gross. Go to wall, of, gross, go to wall of sound. A, I have to say, I have go to wall of sound au.com and put in Cleola's horse, and you'll find my <laughs> review and the photos by Josh, our photographer. And that was um, what. Tell the story again of how you ended up with that moustache. There are a lot of things that happen on tour that are fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, I know that that probably goes without saying because you know, really, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a group of lads going about doing lad things and what happens is that like over that's the most polite way anyone has ever described that <laughs> in my i've never heard it yes yeah, i think it's just better than locker room talk you oh. know what i mean but like yeah. you know uh we, we we've toured so much together now that when the tour starts like the second we're at an airport or getting into a van uh tour mode kicks off so we're already giggling and being stupid idiots <laughs> together like totally juvenile nonsense from the get-go so by the time you're getting onto a plane there's like three in jokes that have already started and one of these things that we did was that uh we decided that if you fuck up like in a in a big way not not necessarily you know like a mistake on stage or whatever but if you, if you mess something up you have to shave your beard and leave a mustache for the rest of the tour um because all of us were bearded at the time mm. and uh in one tour josh uh, left his kickers behind in a in a he's obviously our drummer and in, in a previous city and we had to shave a mustache and for me I lost my triple A pass which actually is something that happens pretty pretty often because I'm a piece of shit so when <laughs> so when that happened unfortunately I had to shave a mustache and it was uh it was there was still a couple of shows to go in the tour so that sucked and I look bad man because I don't really have a chin uh or a, a jaw like a man's jaw so much oh. uh so part, part of having a beard is is creating the illusion that i am some kind of you know um svelte man beast um and, and unfortunately uh, i i don't have that so it was pretty gross it was it was quite hilarious and 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 shocking and you did you you did address it fairly early on um yeah this is not intentional <laughs> i would never do this to myself etc yeah that was quite that was fun. so yeah my my highlight of that of that show was your mustache so um oh that's yeah. good yeah 
Because yeah, so. <laughs> so you know, we put a lot of effort into the live yeah, show, yeah. so that's yeah, uh, yeah. that's a shame to hear two, that. Two oh, right. two amazing bands, and I'm like, yeah, I remember Jim's Moustache. I remember that one. Moustache. Because yeah. um, you guys do tour, not just internationally, but you you guys hit all all the small the smaller places in Australia as well. You you get out there, and it's not just. Not, not really. Not really. I mean, it's, it's mostly see, I'm metropolitan in Perth, so cities. If you come here, it just feels like you're doing the little towns. So, Huge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and we haven't been in ages, and it's just purely been financial stuff. You know, it's like you get into trouble touring internationally. We've had to sort of dig ourselves out of some debt and all this stuff that we, you know, it's 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 been pretty tough, and it's it's hard out there for a prog band. Hmm. Um, you get into this kind of ceiling point where it's like your international recognition is high enough that there's an expectation of a certain amount of touring that you can't necessarily make enough money off to maintain mm. and it's it's like you have to kind of get past that that hill to where you're breaking even or making a small amount of money before you can actually you know be safe doing that so we were in a bit of trouble and so obviously perth hasn't been on the menu for mm. a while but it, it's most it's mostly capital cities like we haven't done i know bands like dead Letter circus and you know other sort of mainstays in in the scene tend to sort of get out and do rural mm. um stuff you know get out into everywhere but we've we've never really been able to do that yeah okay your rural yeah. tours it's always rural tours yeah rural tours <laughs> i like it um okay it's from like... rural Jura oh. from 30 rock oh i know i'm a 30 rock fan love that shit <laughs> Anyways, I was listening. <laughs> I, I do listen. I don't just throw in dumbass comments every now and then. I'm looking for this mustache, though. Wait, uh, please. Uh, we we uh, have hit a couple of strange places in Europe, though, like sort of inexplicably. You know, we were in uh, Košice, I think is how it's pronounced, in Slovakia. And that's just like a weird, small place. You know, great crowd. They they really they were really like just diehards. They loved it. But there was about fucking 25 of them. Yeah. And like... <laughs> just one of those just one of those weird shows the language barrier was big so a lot of jokes falling flat yeah you know that kind of stuff but yeah i mean that that's probably you know more rural than anywhere yeah. in australia yeah. that we've ever done really it's interesting um, it's a question i ask quite often after i saw the um bruce dickerson documentary screen for me sarajevo where he went when he was um after he left maiden and he was doing solo tours and he went and played in a under siege sarajevo and sort of got Jesus. got there and went what the hell are we doing here and it always makes me think of all the places you've toured have you ever sort of rocked in and just got a really weird vibe about a town boy oh boy do i have some stories for you guys <laughs> uh in 2015 this is on the the bloom tour so this is like the month that it came out we were in europe um supporting a band called shining from norway and uh putting ourselves in a huge amount of debt um but the 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 weirdest moment i think and kind of terrifying actually there were two shit that tour was weird uh we show up in bologna um and i open the curtains of my little bunk to see rows and rows of riot police outside the bus oh, and um i go to the front going what the fuck is going on and there was like a rioty protesty thing going on with all of these uh anti-refugee protesters and they were then clashing with the um people who, you know pro-refugee mm. Uh, i'm going to say semi-reasonable people um yep. and there was there was a lot of sort of violence and stuff going on and they were coming across the bridge towards we, where we were and to get to the venue we had to go underneath the bridge uh and so we ended up driving through these back streets in this massive sleeper bus with a trailer you know we picked up and moved italian cars onto the curb so we could get it around corners <laughs> and and like 
separated the trailer and walked it by hand underneath the bridge, which of course looks, looked sus as fuck <laughs> to the to the helicopters. Just a bunch of tattooed guys above. pushing a trailer. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing un, untoward. <laughs> and um they 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 sent the guys, obviously the helicopter saw it and they sent the guys after us and they were demanding to open the um the trailer and and they didn't really speak English and so it was a bit bit spooky, but we opened it up, they saw the guitars and rolled their eyes and left. Um <laughs> And it quietened down and then we played the show that night. It was very, very strange. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, that tour was also at exactly the same time as the massacre at the Bataclan oh, shit. in Paris. Yeah. And we were about three nights out from Paris when that happened. Oh. Um, and there was a lot of lot of sort of fear. I, I, I didn't want to play the show, mm. you know, and we, we ended up discussing it and went, no, nah, we got to go ahead with it. And it was actually one of the most beautiful shows we've ever played because oh, wow. they came out, packed the house and, you know. Yep didn't let fear control them no it was very strange very very strange but yeah cool stories man yeah cool story bro thank you that was a very cool story yeah cool did you um (laughs) did you did you have questions Aaron? oh i was actually in the middle of writing a question and i I stopped to listen to that story about protesters you can ask me half a question yeah um all right no okay if you were to you're on a plane with a. Oh, no, actually, that shouldn't be a plane, should it? We, considering who's in the first one. Um, you're on a boat mm-hmm. with um, a bunch of rock stars, and you're about to sink. So who do you, who are you throwing oh. off? Buddy Holly or Elvis Presley? Um, Elvis weighs more. <laughs> um, and he's. Good he's boy. I mean, they're both dead, so it doesn't yeah. both. You know. <laughs> Does it no. does it matter? Am I ending lives? I, I, yeah, I, you're, you're keeping buddy. Literally just ballast at yeah. this point. Just chuck him. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne or Alice ah, Cooper? Can't go there. Um, yeah, I, I, we're going there. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ozzy just purely because I have a lot of respect for yeah. Alice Cooper, and I, I'm told that he used to oh. hang out with Groucho Marx a fair bit. So I'm 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 gonna keep Alice. All right, you can stay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, Billy Joel or Elton John? Billy. No. You're keeping Billy. No. You're throwing, You're throwing Billy. Billy. Throwing keeping Billy. El- okay. I have a lot of time for Elton John. In fact, it, like another another little cool story. Yeah. You're making me choose. Yeah. Why, why would I? Why would I? Yeah. Uh, but we, we were filming the film clip for Slow Violence um, uh, somewhere. I can't remember the, <laughs> where exactly, but we were quite close to the winery where um, Elton John was playing like one of his last shows in Australia. Yeah. And so yeah. in between takes and stuff, we could just hear all the classics being played, you know, from a distance. It was really cool. We got like a little, little taste Ooh. of Elton before he sort of left. It was weird and cool. There we go. Wow. There we go. Oh, awesome. Um, no, I love, I love both of them. They've got, both got some great songs. <laughs> but Alan John, I disagree with you both. I, I have some friends who would hate me for I saying do, that. I hate you for saying that. Um, El, uh, Billy, Let's see if, if your friends will hate you for answering uh, this one. Sam Vallon or Josh Griffith? Um, without without Sam, I don't have yeah. a musical career, and I think Josh is a pretty strong swimmer. So he has got the arms, hasn't he? Sorry, Josh, yeah. Josh yeah. you're overboard. It's all right. He won't. He won't listen to this. Like most people. <laughs> Ouch. And there's your Gilligan's Island cast. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, you you need a you need a Marianne and a Ginger. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna. I was going to do Madonna and Whitney Houston or someone like that, but okay, okay. they're both overboard. So fuck yeah. you, Madonna, Madonna Fuck Whitney. I'm keeping. You. I'm keeping Lady Gaga. Throw the dead ones. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's, that's terrible. Um, oh, dear, yeah. All right. Goodness gracious, man. On, on, anyways. Yes, anyways. On that note. On, on that, that note. note. Thank you very much for joining us, Jim. I'm, no, this I'm was fun. Honored. Thank you for having me. I, I like having an opportunity to say mean things sometimes. So that was fun. <laughs> it is all tongue in cheek. It is. Oh, it's all it's all good fun. Oh, okay. Thank, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for it taking is. time. It's been awesome. I'm I'm going to wrap things up now, Aaron. If that's okay. Next week, do we have another guest? Yes, we have a Broadway legend on next week. Awesome. We have a Best Actress Tony Award winner, okay. the one and only Joanna Gleason. Holy shit! How do we get her? I asked. That's how we got her. Yes. So you're doing. What am I doing? She has chosen for you one that she's mm. not in. Okay, good. Uh, Finian's Rainbow. Okay. Okay, so I'll I'll send you the one that we're going to do because there's a few mm. casts. And what and what and what speech. metal album is she listening to? Um, I'm giving me. No, I'm not giving me. She's yep. giving me. She's choosing. Hang both. on, I'm trying to yep. bring the up. It's Dio. Yes. Last in line. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm waiting. For it you. doesn't matter. They're all great. No, it's oh. not. It's okay. something else. Hurry, and it'll be up in a second. Is it Holy Diver? Yes, no, that's it. Yeah, that right. rings a bell. Oh, what's big? Yes, Dio Holy Diver. Um, yep. Awesome. Cool. I look forward to. I, I look forward to forward that. Forward to listening yes. to Holy Diver again and again and again. Um, I look forward to, and I look forward to. I don't. I don't have no. Are you, Holy Diver. No, you got to listen to Finian's okay, Rainbow. I'll do that too. Don't be a dick. Right. Um, yeah, it's from 1947. Oh, do you know this no, one? No, not Jim? at all. I was talking about Dio. I just think that okay. I think you're gonna like it. Really dramatic edge to it. I I have a feeling I might. I think it might be really camp, just by yeah, but not intent. That's not intentional campness. This is serious. Anyways, yes, let's round up the show. Thank you very much, Jim. It was an honor, as I have said already. No worries. Very... Thanks for having me. Thanks for the kind words about blue. I still I still can't find this mustache. Okay, I'll send you the link from my from my article because I like sharing my articles. Anyway, while you do that, I'm going to wrap things up. So don't forget to rate and review. Leave a comment. It's how people find us. Check out Thrash and Treasure on Twitter. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Thrash and Treasure. If you want to come and say good day to me on the Twitters, I'm at not Gareth. Also check out the Toniston Tales at thetonistontales.com. Buy the books, read the books. Aaron wrote them. They're good books. I've been Gareth. That's been Aaron. That's been Jim. They are. You at home. Thanks yes. for listening. Stay safe and see you next time. We wrote. Shall I do welcome to the podcast? You're with Gareth and Aaron, or I'm Gareth and you're Aaron, or... Um, no, you can introduce me. Okay. I'm, I'm, if you want to introduce me, it's your idiot sidekick. That's absolutely fine. No. Why not? Like, <laughs> I, I'm down with... Because the, ta the tables myself. might be turned halfway through it, and people are going, you know, he's not the idiot. The other guy is. Yeah, that's, that's the whole <laughs> point of this show. Let me have a few tricks up my sleeve, please. Uh. <laughs> you can't put me at that disadvantage already. <laughs> Let's try that. Okay. All right, here we go.